<laughs> trying to lose my virginity. <laughs> 500 videos before that where you're trying to fine-tune everything. Oh, <laughs> she said his thumbs up, not thumbs down. <laughs> First Instagram now, no internet banking. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah, no. How's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, folks. So I'm going to be on holiday next week, so we're filming two episodes. This should come out. When this comes out, I'll be sipping cocktails in um, La Palma. So one thing that we didn't actually speak about in... The previous episode an hour ago an hour ago which we was chatting about before before we come on air um it's about uh you've been watching house of dragons yes i have i have have you yeah i i haven't i haven't watched this week's episode have you should we uh, you should have because we could have stayed up tonight and watched the american release you know, it comes out Sunday nights, American time. We could have watched it a lot. Oh, had a, sleep, a cute little sleepover. <laughs> make, make a blanket fall. Exactly. Um, yeah, what do you think so far of the two episodes? I think it's sick. I might be saying that the actual Game of Thrones was still like unreal when it first, that first few episodes. But I think I actually prefer these two episodes to Game of Thrones' first few episodes. And I, I remember them quite well. I've watched Game of Thrones like three times through, so... Game of Thrones is without a doubt the best thing I've ever watched, right? But it took me three attempts to start watching it. Because, really? yep. You, like you've just said about, oh, I enjoyed the first couple more. I didn't. I don't. I say the episodes, I didn't get past the first few minutes twice because I thought it just looked fucking low budget and shit. I think <clears throat> there's a scene right at the beginning, right? There, over the wall. There's a few night... Um, of the what are the guys at the wall called Night. Night's Watch Night's right? Watch yeah there's a few Night's Watch over the that's how the series starts before you see Sean Bean and Jon Snow and all of them they're over the wall right and they one of them gets killed by a White Walker do you remember that yeah I thought the White Walker looked horrific like I thought it looked really low budget compared to what it looked like in the later seasons it literally on two occasions over a period of a few months um I tried to watch it and didn't because I, after that happened I would turn it off because I just thought this looks low budget and shit and then I think at the time there was sort of two or three seasons out and everyone was raving about it so I, I was just like right I'm going to ignore this first few minutes and just go through do you get what I mean though? do you remember that scene yeah it, it does it look the white walkers look really low budget and it literally looks like a man in a suit uh, in a horror suit type thing do you know what I mean whereas in the later series they look obviously yeah. a lot better to to be fair, they probably didn't have the budget to start off with, and that's why. But yeah, I don't. Obviously, yeah, the same thing. I think Game of Thrones were like it's. But everyone thought the last seasons were. I didn't think they were amazing because they felt rushed. But I still didn't think they were bad. Have you watched it again? Not since not since the last season. Because I, I hated it. That again, like everyone else, I was massively disappointed with that last season. Like I say, it was the best thing I'd ever watched. It'd been built up to that last season and I, I was so buzzing for it and I was so disappointed with even the battle up in the north against the White Walkers and stuff I thought that was crap it was so dark I struggled to see a lot what, a lot of what was going on um, and I just didn't I didn't like you know even the, the final battle at King's Landing there's not really a fight Daenerys just comes with the dragon and starts setting shit on fire and I was just like that's a bit anticlimactic you've got the Cersei cell swords remember in the front of the wall you've got Jon Snow the Northerners and everyone else and then they don't actually really fight the dragon just comes in and destroys everything and I was really disappointed but then 
I went through and watched the whole of Game of Thrones with Ree when we first sort of got together. What, and from series one? Yeah, yeah, from series one up. And watching the last season with her, having not watched it since it came out, I really enjoyed it because I thought in my head I wasn't expecting some massive thing. And when I went through and watched it again, I actually thought I did actually really enjoy it. But the first time, because there'd been so much hype, because we'd been waiting for it for fucking ages, like everyone, I was massively disappointed. But watching it again, I did actually think this it was quite good. So try again. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll give it. It's um, that expectation versus reality, and it? it's yeah, you think it's gonna be unreal because how much it was hyped up and that, and how good the seasons were before it. And I suppose it's always that um, is that it's that disappointment that it's over. It's maybe you're not even that annoyed about the show. You're just like, it's done. Now what? <laughs> I just spent eight years of my life fucking watching a TV show. And what could they have done? They couldn't have pleased everyone. No. It's the last season of probably... I wouldn't even say it's arguably... It is the best series ever made. It is the series that's generated the most revenue. Like, It is the biggest series ever made, right? What could they have done to please everyone? Nothing. Like, what I would have wanted to see, perhaps, what would have, would have been my perfect thing, someone else would have, would have found a problem with it. Do you know what I mean? So they were never going to please everyone. And it is that disappointment element as well that it's, it's finished because... Like you say, you watch it for so many years. Um, it's fucked series though. Like it's the first thing I think I've watched where your favourite characters die, your heroes die, the people yeah. that are the main characters actually die, which you don't see in a lot of a lot of series. Like Ned Stark obviously dying in his <laughs> Bean dies in everything he's in. <laughs> yeah. Boromir and Lord of the Rings. Um, no spoilers if someone had, to be fair I was about to say no spoilers if someone hasn't watched Game of Thrones at this point then that is on you what are you doing with your life <laughs> that's on you but the Red Wedding when yeah. Rob and all of that you just watch it and you're just like what like yeah so do you know with that the first time through I remember like because I I got to it quite late I think I started watching it series 6 maybe uh, so like when series 6 was coming yeah, out you started watching I swear when we were at uni I yeah think. So when series six was coming out, I started watching it and binge watched like all five seasons before that. I like a lot of the big things that happened, like the Red Wedding and that, because I was like just binge watching the shit out of it. It didn't feel like that climactic. Mm. When I watched it through the second time, you know what you saying? It actually felt better because I was like, oh shit, like they're all going to get killed here and that. And but I think I watched the Red, Red, Red Wedding episode and then just watched the episode after straight away. Um, but that's the thing is because you binged, Say for someone who started watching it when it first came out, they've watched Rob Stark for three years mm. and then he dies at the end of... Whereas you binged it, if you binged it in like a week, it's then like, oh, he's, you know, this has happened. But when you've watched it year on year, I think it's probably more like you're, you're shocked. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. But House of Dragons, so yeah, what do you... You think it's good? Yeah, man, I think it's sick. I think it's you've sick. not watched this week's episode though? No, uh, not yet. I was disappointed with one thing in this week's episode. I won't spoil it for you, but you know the crab feeder geezer? Yeah. Um, you would have seen him in yeah, one yeah, or two. <clears throat> I'm disappointed with something that happens in that where you don't see basically a, a final battle between him and someone else. You just sort of see the aftermath. You don't actually see it happening. Um, so I was disappointed in that, but it does look good. Have you seen that um, a lot of the young, the younger characters are only in there for five episodes? Yeah, and then they're being recast when they get older because it's already jumped. You haven't watched episode three yet, but episode three, um, this isn't really a spoiler, but it's gone like two years in the future. Oh shit! The king's got 
they really do you watch the previews because you'd have seen it in the preview uh, they released previews yeah. for next week's episode and it was on the preview so it's not really a spoiler um, but the king's got a son and his missus is pregnant with another and it's gone like two years in the future um, so that's already quite a big jump and then they're going to do a bigger jump sort of later down mm. but I think Matt Smith and the actual king are still in it oh really so I don't know how they're going to make they're recasting um, the Rhaenyra games, yeah, and the king's wife at the moment in it is that yeah the yeah. king's wife What the hand of the king's daughter yeah, yeah. that one they recast them but Matt Smith doesn't look like Matt Smith is a young looking bloke so if they're, they're going 20 prosthetics. prosthetics and that you can age because he's a like, fully grown man you can age him can't you whereas the kids you can't make them look like no. 40 but I'm looking forward to because I don't as well because I'm not a nerd like with with Lord of the Rings we can speak about the Lord of the Rings series too but with Lord of the Rings because I'm quite a nerd with it I haven't read the books but I've watched loads of stuff that explains origins of loads of Lord of the Rings stuff so with the Lord of the Rings series it's like I know a bit more about what is probably going to happen and I know the characters etc whereas with this because I'm not a nerd and I haven't looked obviously there's books isn't there um, by what's his name Martin oh George R. R. Martin yeah the Game of Thrones books yeah yeah um I haven't really read those or anything, so I don't I don't know any of these characters, and I don't actually know. I have no idea what's going to happen. That's why it's exciting because I don't know the history of aside from what we've seen in Game of Thrones in the series about the Targaryen history, etc. I don't really know much, so I don't know re- really where it's going to go or what's going to happen. Nah, um, I don't think I, I I don't think they'll go all the way up to the point of like the Mad King. Because it's been renewed for a second season already, isn't it? So maybe they will in the second season. I want them to, though, because when they first announced the prequel, what I wanted to see was Ned and Robert and their war against the Mad King. That's what I wanted. So hopefully it does lead it, even if it... Maybe they do two, three seasons. Hopefully it leads up to that point, because that was... That, I think, would be a really enjoyable... uh, watch, seeing how it actually... Because we know a bit about how it started, etc. But... Mm seeing how it start is, uh, started and, and how it ends etc yeah it will be quite good but it's like you <clears throat> saying about like the original ending being disappointing and that because that George R.R. R. Martin who wrote the books he tried to get HBO to do 13 seasons he was like minimum 10 13 seasons but wasn't it I don't know if this is an actual fact I have to fact check get Jamie to pull it up Jamie doesn't exist by the way there's no one there um, <laughs> but he <laughs> Uh, was so one of the directors of the last couple of seasons I think they got like a Star Wars job or something something in Disney and like they their contracts were up and they didn't know like they couldn't get another big director in to do it or something so it was all pretty rushed and that's like the production value of it wasn't the trouble is though as well with something like that is if you're basing the series off a, a book series that's finished then that's fine but he was still writing books while they were doing, mm. doing the, the, while the series were coming out, and they got to the point where they went past what he had written and had creative control over what they were going to do. But that might not actually match up with what he's writing in the books. Like with Lord of the Rings and stuff, those books are finished. The Hobbit was finished. The book series was finished before the films came out, and he's written um, Tolkien. He's written. Uh, prequels like the Silmarion or Slimarian or something if you've heard of that um, and all of the stuff that he's written is finished so yeah. it's easy to make series and make films etc 
But when are you going to watch the Lord of the Rings one? Yeah, I just completely forgot it was coming out, to be fair. So I will I will get it again and watch it. Don't know. Busy That's Matt. Yeah. I had the first time I watched Lord of the Rings was with you. Oh, really? Yeah. In my second year house. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> do you know what? Actually, do you know what? That's the line. <laughs> I might cut this bit out. First ever time I watched Lord of the Rings, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to get laid. <laughs> I was trying to lose my virginity. <laughs> And that was you. That was your um, go-to. This was actually only a couple of years ago. He's lying. <laughs> this was last week, um, and we were just talking about. It and I was like, oh, "I've never seen it." And she was like, "Oh, I've got them." Uh, I was like, "We should watch them." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sweet. Like, oh, come round, come, come round, come round." You watch it. It's a Gollum and chill. <laughs> Obviously, didn't watch much of the film um, at that point. It's too busy wow. trying to try to put my slick moves on. Uh, but yeah, and, and obviously a bit of a hiatus and then watched them with you at uni. Director's cut and all. Yeah, I only, that's the only way to go. I don't watch the, that regular cut. Um, there's like, they're like 45 minutes longer, the director's cuts. There's a lot in there that mm. isn't in the actual ones. But I watched it, Rhea had never seen it before she met me either. Was you trying to lose your virginity as well? <laughs> <laughs> that's been it. Um, but we used to get back, from, like at uni, we'd get back from nights out and stick them on. And then eventually I was like, right, we should actually watch these so because they're, they're very good. Um, I'm a big fan. The Hobbits as well. I was a big fan of those. People were, people moaned about those, but I thought they were quality, to be fair. Very good. I assume you've seen Yeah, them. yeah, I've watched all the Hobbits. I, um, I think that Martin Freeman guy's sick. He's a sick actor. Um, is he, what has he been in? He's been in a couple of big films. Yeah, Oh, the UK office, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been in a few, yeah. Oh, that's, what do you, do you, US office or UK office? Yes. Yeah, same, 100%. I, get, I feel like people, just to be fashionable, go or different, will go, oh, no, it's the UK one. At the end of the day, if the UK one had made 10 series, perhaps it would be better, but the fact is there's two. Yeah. So there's only like, what, four or five episodes in each series as well? Is it three, so I think two or three? What? The UK one. Not I think it's two, way. but there's only a few episodes as well, and there's not enough to say that that's better. Yeah, the, I found the the American one hilarious. Like uh, Dwight, uh, I find him hilarious. Michael, I find very funny. Um, it's Creed. Yeah, you know, right. see his name in real life? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I remember looking at when he. You know when he puts ink. He dyes his hair with ink and he's like, what's going on, man? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, dude. <laughs> My fellow young people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the UK, so like Ricky Gervais set up the whole US office. He, he cast. I think why you should, wouldn't just continue the UK one? Maybe it just didn't get renewed for enough seasons. I, the thing is, I don't think it weren't popular. Like you look at Inbetweeners. Inbetweeners only got three seasons. Yeah. That's fucking like I still quote in between us today. I quoted it when, when we was in the shops about ten minutes ago. I was like, "Christ, no, I'm not made of money." Yeah, last week. Last week, sorry. Yes. Yeah, no. It, it, that is for our age group. I don't even. I wonder if it's the younger age group as well. But for our particular age group, in between us was the root of like all banter at school at uni. So much of it was in between us related. Even the films, the two films that have come out are sick as well. And um, all of the, most of the banter we had at uni was fucking in between us, I swear. Just quoting <laughs> Just quoting it constantly. Christ, we must have been annoying. <laughs> People must have looked at us and just thought, wow. What fucking sad. I mean, yeah. But that's what, you can bleep the name. He'll know who he is, though. You know what you were just saying about, um, 
you're trying to lose your virginity watching Lord of the Rings. When I was around uh, Gaff, I would sometimes go back after nights out with them because he'd be sleeping at his missus and his room was always free. And went back, all you'd hear in there is in between us all the fucking time. Right, actually, <laughs> even before they started, they actually got together. Their door would shut and it would just be in between us constantly. And I guess it, it worked for him, so hey ho. Oh, he loves it though. <laughs> she didn't wake you off with clocks. <laughs> yeah, I think that's enough about TV. Yeah, this has turned into a TV <laughs> TV review. review you watch these tenders? Well, if we're talking about, you know, hierarchy, Game of Thrones, EastEnders is only slightly <laughs> slightly below. Mate, longest it's... longest ever soap. Yeah, but... real world issues. <laughs> My mum watches it and like any time oh. I go back home and it's on, I just fucking it actually like it's so bad, it winds me up watching it. I'm <laughs> just the acting it's is like, so it's, bad. It's despair. But the thing is, I don't think you'll find a single EastEnders fan who won't say this. It is shit. But because you've watched it for so long, like, I agree, it's crap. Like, if I didn't watch it and hadn't always watched it and turned it on, I'd just be like, nope, turn it right <laughs> off. It, because I've watched it since I was a kid, and a lot of people, like, Ree's mum and dad watch it, and we'll just sit there and be like, this is fucking shit, isn't it? But because you've watched it for years, you can't just one day go... But not watching that anymore. Do you, you know can, what I mean? You can't. <laughs> you can't. You, can. you, can. you literally can't, yeah, man. You can't. Oh, I'll, I'll never stop watching it. As long as it's there, I'll watch it 100%. Oh, God. It's fucking, it is dreadful. Like, it actually gives me a headache thinking about how bad it is. Like, the quality of acting, I think my fucking year seven drama class, when I made up a play about, like, gun crime or something. Do you remember, do you remember those, like, shitty plays? Stop. Yeah. Think. Listen. Um, oh fuck I can't I'm distracted now you fucking you got me on one about EastEnders yeah that's enough about TV I think the 10 people that tune in don't don't tune in to listen listen to us speak about TV yeah. shows different podcasts let's have some deeper conversation yeah. what you got how Dragon was actually on there you know, one thing actually we was chatting about before this I've mentioned it to you saying I wanted to speak about it is the fact that like defining especially this day and age defining what a businessman is like i i was had a, i was having like a discussion with someone yeah. and we was talking about it and basically because he was talking about me being a pt and whatnot and we got into the discussion of joe wicks and he was like why don't you do this that and i was i was like i don't think joe wicks is is a pt well he's not a pt anyway. and he's the thing is now he's quite removed from all of that like the actual body coach brand as far as i'm aware he doesn't like is if you if you was to get a program, you're not getting a program from Joe Wicks. You're getting a program from someone that works in his office. Um, he is now just the face of the brand, probably as much as like Gordon Ramsay is to his restaurants. That's natural though, yeah. You can't like think how when he was a PT because he did um he went to our uni, didn't he? Yeah. And he did um at our graduation, I think it was our year. He did a speech about um his journey and whatnot, and he was he cried up on the stand speaking about how hard it's been and. He was actually a PT back in the day, and he said like he used to when he was trying to grow his brand. He used to do PT sessions in like Richmond Park, and he would literally get up early in the morning, hand out flyers outside Richmond Station. Um, he'd get literally like two people down for a session. And you know those ones that go on in the park. You get on a mat and they he yeah. does some fitness. So he was obviously a PT back in the day. He's obviously grown the brand, and that's natural. Like you can't 
when he had five clients, I'm sure he could write the plans himself. Yeah. When, um, when you've got thousands, naturally he can't. He is going to be removed yeah. from it. I'm not, and that's any like kind of not part of the point. But this is the discussion me and uh, guy got into. Like, he's an unbelievable businessman. Like he's well clued up about that. And this guy that I was chatting to was like, "No, he's not." And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And he was like, oh, he's just got a team of people around him telling him what to do. Um, and I was like, well, he had to get himself to that position um, to start off with. And yes, so just fucking like every fucking successful CEO builds a team around him. Basically, you said in, in that speech that he gave, he was talking about literally from the beginning, doing it himself, waking up early, mm-hmm. handing out leaflets doing sessions in the park where only a couple of, like he would run it at a loss, he wasn't making any proper money. Um, and he built it up to the point where then people do see it as a business that they want to maybe invest time in or help him with, etc. So you've got to get to that point. You can't yeah. just go, <clears throat> if you build a decent team around you and then don't work hard to get to a certain point, you're not going to have a successful business, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, and that's, I think when I was talking to this guy, like it almost seemed like his opinion was a bit of, I could be making an assumption here, but it was like, because he's not your classic guy that works up in the city, or man or woman that works up in the city, wears fucking suit 24-7, working in a bank or whatever, you can't be a businessman. You're like, and because then on the same on the same note, he brought up some like, uh, some the CEO of JP Morgan or something, and he was like, oh yeah, but he's classed as a businessman. But then in that same breath, he was like, and he's got a team around him that tells him what to do and that. So I was just like, fucking it's, it's I think it's like a very outdated vision of what is if you look at a lot of like entrepreneurs now well a lot of the ones I follow and that most of them aren't your if you just say like back in the day paint a picture of someone that does business or successful business and that most of them aren't like that there's a guy I follow called Alex I want to say it's Hormozy I might be pronouncing his second name wrong Geezer's a billionaire. He wears fucking tank top and shorts 24-7. That, that, that's natural. Um, rich people typically will dress... Like, there's... I, I read a quote. I don't, can't remember the quote exactly, but... Based, oh, it wasn't even a quote. It was someone I was speaking to, uh, a client of ours, who's really, really rich. And he was just like, I have money to wear whatever I want. And he was like, look at look at how I'm dressed, unbranded top, just something comfortable. He was just like, the guys that have a Gucci belt and a Louis Vuitton this and this, that and the other, they, they're not rich, they've not got savings, they're wearing that stuff to try and look the part. And it's the same as in London. There is very much a, a view that you're only a businessman if you work in a corporate office in London in a suit. If you go to Liverpool Street, half the blokes walking around in three-piece suits looking dapper with their fucking hair, hairspray in, work in recruitment or work in sales. Like you're not a businessman. Mm. You literally work in recruitment, you work in sales. You look at companies like Google and shit, which are in- innovative and they let their employees come. Innocent Smoothie is another one that's very well known for, they let their employees come to work in whatever they want. They've got chill areas. They've got like fucking beanbag areas in their offices, making it, making wherever you feel comfortable working, you can go and work at the desk or you can work on a beanbag, or you can chill, or you can, like, you can do whatever you want. And they don't have to wear suits, they wear whatever they want. They have a different office, which looks very different from like a corporate office. Mm. And they're massive companies, Google, Innocent Smoothie, yeah. like they're massive. Being a businessman doesn't mean you, you wear a suit and tie. Yeah. Like I go to work at, we get freedom at my office, and some, some of the guys do come in in suits. I come in in a polo shirt and jeans, and like loafers. I wouldn't wear sort of trainers, but 
a lot of the guys do wear suits I sort of choose not to because I just think what what's the point mm. if I've got a meeting with someone externally perhaps I'll wear a suit to go and have that meeting but typically yeah. I don't yeah I just think that's, that's it it's that vision of like you're so far removed from it in a sense like you oh no you can't you can't know how to market or you can't know how to run a team or something like that because you don't have an office job you haven't worked for a big bank or a big corporation it's like well actually no if anything you could argue that these people are more I don't know if I don't know if entrepreneurial and businessman is like crossover. But either way, you could argue these people are more inclined than the person that works in the office now because they've built it up from fuck all. They've actually had to go out there, learn how to market themselves, learn how to build a team, and do it successfully. Whereas you walk into that corporate world, the infrastructure's there already. Like you're not really having to do fuck all. But it's yeah, like you said, just because you got a three piece suit on, all of a sudden it's like, oh no, he must know what he's talking about well, and entrepreneur can literally be about anything like being an entrepreneur isn't necessarily business if you you're a PT mm. say you set up a gym and then set up another gym and then set up a line of gyms basically and made a fortune that's an entrepreneur you've set up a business that's taken off the ground if someone wanted to set up a fucking film studio like and they do it that's not business but you're still an entrepreneur for doing that um, but yeah so like I think it's a very old school view and it's that what they can't comprehend they don't see as business because to them and to a lot of older people a businessman is someone who works up in the city whether it's London Manchester whatever a big city for a big corporate company where you wear a suit um, and everything's very formal and they can't comprehend what a businessman can be like if you look at people like KSI Logan mm. Paul they are businessmen in a sense because yeah they start off as YouTubers and people like who you're talking about will look at that and be like it's geezer who makes videos on YouTube like he's not a businessman but they set up clothing lines which make them a fortune they set up businesses they invest in businesses KSI and Logan have just done that Prime thing mm. and I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Prime already existed they then just bought the shares and marketed it it was a failed yeah, failed brand yeah. um, it was just a failed energy drink brand in the States they've then bought the shares and put their name to it and got it out there it's not as if they've manufactured this new drink but they are entrepreneurs like they own businesses they make a fucking fortune from YouTube and then invest money elsewhere in clothing brands in different businesses etc like Logan has a podcast etc they are businessmen and they probably do have advisors because if you look at someone like KSI for example not that he's similar to Joe Wicks but he started off as a fucking idiotic teenager making FIFA videos in his bedroom. You do then need advice on how to turn the money you're getting there into a bigger thing. So he probably does have advisors, but that doesn't mean that he's not... Without him, the business doesn't happen, regardless yeah. whether he has advisors or not. Without him getting himself out there and, and having a following, etc., the business doesn't happen. And I feel like probably the type of people you're talking about can't comprehend that an idiotic teenager in their room who yeah. plays Fortnite or does that sort of shit is a businessman but they yeah. become businessmen yeah. because they invest their money and, and set things up yeah so it was they, it's like they can't comprehend that they could actually know more than them about something because it's like oh, what fucking what do you know but these people have to be smart at the end of the day like KSI yeah he might have started off like that but when things start to gain traction you'd be like he didn't have to, he would have had to seek out or say yes to the right people to then carry on building the brand. Granted, it might have been slow, but it would have ha had to happen like that. Is because if he didn't, he wouldn't be the brand he is today. So and he's gone, yeah, he's learned how to do all this stuff. It's actually, um, sound about the people that can't comprehend, you know, Mr. Beast. 
YouTuber. He does all those weird ways, just like 100 people in a room, everything and that. He was on um, Joe Rogan and he was saying about his mum still doesn't understand. Like, So he dropped out of, was it high school or college in America? Um, one or the other to do pursue YouTube full time his mum fucking went off on him like this ain't a career and this is a big like a lot of people will look at that like get a real fucking job um, this ain't a career and that and apparently his mum still doesn't understand quite fully grass he's a multi-millionaire all from yeah and that's what like it's, he's learned how to do it by himself and I think the way they just don't get it yeah and it, because it's an older generation they don't get that like how many how many people who are YouTubers and have made, maybe not YouTubers anymore, but have made themselves prominent via doing that? I'm pretty sure every one of their parents would have said to them, right, you've got to stop this hobby, this filming, playing games, filming, etc. You need to go and get a job, you need to get a degree, you need to go and do your A-levels or something. Every one of their parents would have said that. And on that same brush, yeah, millions of people probably try and do it and fail and it doesn't work, but you need a bit of luck to get yeah. there, you have that one video that kicks off and gets tons of views and then you've got to have the right people around you to actually then build that into a yeah. brand. But um, all of their parents would have sort of advised them against yeah. it. And I think, yeah, that's that's the same thing as well. It's like they don't see, because they don't understand it, they don't see that it's sometimes it's a long game. Because yeah, fair enough, it is that one video that goes viral, but it's the 500 videos before that where you're trying to fine tune everything and that, that makes that one video go viral. Yeah. And yeah, I think like even say if you was to take any business, for example, a lot, obviously it did happen in that, but I think, yeah, it's a generational thing in a sense. I say our age and younger, a lot more inclined to go try and start something themselves or have a bit more freedom with their work and stuff like that. Whereas it was, or our parents' generation, it was, you leave school, you get a job, you fucking do that job. You don't try, don't try and go against the grain. Don't try and do obviously it did happen but don't try and do anything with it because that's not safe like you guarantee work you get employment and that like as much as as much as I love them I'm like when I was uh, set up this job when I left shut, shut down my gym sorry and got this other job her first question was and it comes out of a place of care I completely get that but her first question was what's the salary and I was like I don't I'm gonna do it by myself still like I don't want that salary like I'll, I'm confident in myself that I can do it Whereas it's like, I think it's, they see it as in, oh shit, no, like you need a secure salary. You, but to me, I don't want that. Like I'd much rather be working for myself, run like my own business. And you, granted, it's not on the same scale as like a multi-million pound business, but it is still my business at the end of the day. And I get to push it in whatever direction I want. And yeah, it is, I think it is quite harder for sometimes like the older generations to comprehend. It's the, the same It's the same as like OnlyFans, what we're speaking about. Like people laugh at OnlyFans and... The idea of posting like nudes of yourself and getting paid for it, we laugh at it. And yeah, people have those weird fetishes, but some of the, the, the money that these people make is fucking ridiculous. Like Olivia Atwood did a, uh, you know Olivia Atwood? She was on Love Island. I think mm-hmm. that's her. Yeah. She did a documentary series where she looked at like, I think the porn industry and um, OnlyFans and shit like that. And she came across a woman who literally got paid by men to degrade them. So men who get off on being called like a fucking little worm and a pathetic <laughs> this that and the other, um, they'll pay her. They'll pay her to just insult them and put them down and ridicule them. And as crude as it sounds, they're probably then fucking masturbating over the phone or over the video call or whatever it is, because um, it's not like a face to face thing. It's online, 
but that's what they get off and you'd laugh at that like I, I, if someone said to you, oh what do you do uh, OnlyFans you'd laugh but then the amount of money that they can make is fucking ridiculous and it is the internet and it's online and what you said a minute ago about our generation are much more likely to do something like that or succeed with something it's because when our parents were growing up there wasn't internet Mm. there wasn't online activity online marketing wasn't a thing marketing was putting something in a newspaper or putting something on a billboard or getting an advert on TV or the radio um, and they didn't have that and so many younger people who set up startup businesses like Joe Wicks etc like who we're talking about KSI etc they build their brand via social media following via YouTube following via online things they're not putting billboards up or ads in the newspaper or ads on the radio KSL will get ads on the radio for his music and stuff, but they're using the internet as a tool. And that's what some, obviously, older people can't comprehend. Um, like, I was just literally speaking to a family friend um, yesterday who, they own a business, and they've only just set up an Instagram account. And I literally said to them last night, like, why did you never do it? And they were just like, what they said is, we were happy with our client base. However, we've now noticed that our client base is an aging one. It's older people. They've got they're an accountancy firm, so they've got loads of dentists and people like that, businesses like that on their books. And they they were just like, well, it's an aging client base. The clients are going to start retiring, shutting down their businesses. We're going to start losing clients because a lot of our clients have been with us for fucking years, and they're older school people. And they were just like, we obviously have now realised we need a, a newer way, a fresher way of of getting in new clients. And they've only just gone on social media now. Um, where if they had gone on there 10, 15 years ago, they probably would have brought in a lot of clients. But it is that, it's that old school way of thinking um, where some yeah. people can't, they obviously have adapted to the, to the new way, but how we got onto the topic saying about he's not a businessman, etc., that they can't comprehend that what a powerful tool the internet is and what you can actually get yeah. by making fucking videos online, <laughs> by marketing your business online. I literally said on the podcast the other day, or I don't know if I said it to just you, but one of the... I made a deal last month and that person had seen us on TikTok mm. that, that's not us advertising on TikTok I think like I said one of our clients had done a review or something um, but that's how powerful it is someone's come to us via TikTok and bought our service if TikTok wasn't a thing that client never comes to us do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's maybe where it comes from. Like I said I think a lot of it it comes from a point of caring where it's, when it comes from family obviously but it's the fact that you they don't you don't understand it because like you said it wasn't around and it was so much harder to make it back then it's like oh fuck trying to make it just secure something but nowadays there is opportunity is tenfold and it is it's not easy it's not easy to make it but there's a lot more opportunity to make it you still have to put a lot of hard graft in that like we were saying the other week about putting work in but yeah because like it is the internet. And like you say, they're not hoping, when they say, oh, you, you can't do that as a career or you can't make, they're not sitting there thinking, fuck, I hope he fails. Oh. They are sitting there thinking, I can't comprehend how you're going to be successful in this. Like, I think you should do something else. And what they think is better is to get a normal job or market in this way off of online and do this, that and the other. And they just think that's the better option. But the younger generation coming through know that it's not like they know how and a lot of companies will I think all companies will adapt to that way of having yeah. an online presence um, the ones that don't currently they will slowly but surely move over as they realise maybe if it's younger people coming through the ranks and getting more senior positions and implementing those things or it's just the older guys thinking actually I do see that there's a bit bit of a trend here now yeah well, it's like evolve or go it's extinct really isn't it yeah. even if you look at like 
old old businesses you like if you were to look at like banks for example granted they they'll have different marketing strategies and that but they will do a lot more it's even like everything's done all your mobile banking and things like that i only just got my mum set up on mobile banking and fuck me was that painful trying to do that but her generation yeah it's dead it's not dead <laughs> but it's not it's like a kind of a lost cause but they'll invest a lot into doing these things because like, it's the younger generations that are coming through that it's so prominent on and yeah if if you don't keep up with the times then you are just going to fall behind it's even down to little things like i'll use my mum as an example again cause she's an absolute fucking like tech phobe um she gets along she gets she does absolutely fine with it but it's little things like if I want to order something off Amazon, she wants to order something off Amazon, I have to do it for her because she doesn't know how to do it. It is the most simple fucking thing in the world. But obviously to us, it is very simple because we grew up... Not even really at the age where she should be finding these things difficult. People in their 40s and 50s... Oh yeah, loads of people are really good. Those people are really good. Um, it's more like the older than that because I was going to tell a story about my, my gran, which she... Um, She's obviously in her age, like mid eighties now, so obviously she is from the older generation where tech is so much newer to her than it is to like our parents' age. But she, um, she has like an iPad thing where she can use Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and shit uh, to to obviously communicate with us. And she just can't comprehend how to use it, like. And I don't get because she can use computer, and if she was on Facebook on a computer, she'd be able to use it. We'd be able to chat. But on this iPad thing, and she's had it for a few years now, and it just. It's funny that that older generation, because they're not idiots, they're, you know, intelligent people, mm. but just because it's so different from what they've been used to, they can't get their head around it. And even though she can use it on a computer, her computer's quite old, but like she can use it. So when she has the... Back. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or it was certainly, I don't know if, if she still has the same one, but I remember when I was growing up as a kid, they obviously yeah. had like, the bigger computers. Um, but for some reason, when she has this like iPad thing in front of her hat, in front of her, she just can't really use it. Like I'll send her a message on Facebook on her on her birthday, and she just sends a thumbs up back. So she knows how to. She clicks on the thumbs up thing, but she can't go in there for some reason and type a message. She can't comprehend how to do it. When all you've got to do is tap the keyboard as if it was a computer, but the fact is it's not a computer. And then sometimes she'll say to mum like oh the iPad it doesn't work the iPad's broken or whatever and it'll be something as simple as she needs to turn the Wi-Fi back on or it's run out of data because in South Africa Wi-Fi in a lot of places isn't like England you buy data and then you stick it in the Wi-Fi thing but once that data then runs out you have to top it up um, Or it, so it'll be something as simple as that the, the data's run out or the app needs to update because it's the old version of something and she just can't she can't get her head around doing it and um both my grandparents are very intelligent. Like my, my granddad, um, my grandpa on that side, he was an accountant and he was the first one at his company to bring a computer in back in the day. They had, weren't using them at all and he was just like, these those big fucking things. He was the first one to implement technology in that company he worked for and he was like, look, it can do X, Y, Z. So he was tech savvy, but even some of the later tech before he passed away was a bit like, he, he couldn't couldn't hack it either and to us like like you said it's so simple because we've grown up using it like I don't so I can't fathom how they're so confused by it but if, if it's something that they've never used in their life and then they're handed a smartphone where they're used to having the fucking brick yeah. they'd just be like what what do I do with this do you know what I mean 
Maybe your nan just doesn't like you, Bill. She does know how to reply. She's just... Uh, <laughs> she says thumbs up, not thumbs down. <laughs> She's just like, oh, this fucking kid won't leave me alone. Thumbs up. Um, yeah, so like, my parents, like, both of them are... Lee, that he's better with it than my mum, but they're both pretty useless. But I think saying that, you was like, oh, your granddad was the first one to bring a computer in. It's You think how fast technology has evolved. Even, like, we've grown up with it evolving very quickly but even our parents like they would have the first computer would have come out and then a few years later that would have been fucking old news a few years later that's old news whereas we've grown up just evol- adapting with it um so yeah like the one like my mum used to have an office job and she used to work on computers all the time and she was probably quite into it then and i remember when i was younger and we'd have like the family computer they'd yeah. know how to use all of that and it had like um pinball yeah pinball it's solitaire <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, but and and they were good with it then. But you think, even you think your first phone compared to what like what your phone can do now yeah. is mad. My first phone was one of those yeah, like, early two thousand Nokia. Nokia's with space raiders and snake and shit. On the technology point, what I find funny as well is I watched you know the film Love Actually Christmas mm. film right? I'd never seen that for I love Christmas films for whatever reason I'd never seen that until a couple of years ago and Reese said oh fuck it it's the best Christmas film let's watch it and even watching that that came out what early 2000s or was it 90s maybe no it was early 2000s early 2000s, 2000s right in that film and in a lot like in the office scenes they don't have computers they have paper and that's that. that's within our lifetime like when my mum obviously my mum's a teacher she didn't used to have like a computer in a fucking classroom the kids didn't used to have anything else it was just pencil and paper type thing and even stuff like that you look back on the scenes of what an office would be like now you've got Macs or fancy computers everyone's got two screens um, but looking back at that people had paperwork and files and, and shit like that and even watching that I was just like fuck me like you do forget how far we've come like you just said in such a short period of time um, and I said it to like uh, Reese's dad and he was just like yeah fuck because he's a bit older as well he's in his 60s and he was just like yeah fuck me like I didn't use a computer for years My all of my jobs was paper and paperwork and, and files and stuff um, and he files stuff at their office now because he's like oh you know if 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 the computer breaks that's it your work's gone we've got to have a hard copy as well and I was like well that's what I said it's going to be on the cloud and then I say to him what if your office burns down or having touched wood obviously that filing's all gone whereas it's on the internet and he doesn't know what the fucking cloud is you know like people who can't he's just like what even is that um, but yeah stuff like that I find it mad like people used to I couldn't imagine going to work and sitting there and doing my work on paper you know what I mean like while well, I work in sales imagine sales back in the day it would have been a like you would have had they had a phones at their desk like a phone that you pick up dial the number Whereas now we use an app and you just click on the person and call and it, you weren't a headset, it's calling through your computer, etc. But yeah, how, how far we've moved even in our lifetimes is fucking yeah. crazy. It's, even, I think, I think actually like our age have experienced, I'd say around our age, like give and take a few years either side, have experienced the most of it. Because I remember it's like when we was in school, we like you, yeah, there would be the computer room and maybe there'd be, yeah. Yes. Um, and maybe there'd be like some laptops if like none of them ever fucking worked. No, but very uh, rarely. laptop trolley. Now like I speak to my little sister and 
there's fucking like they just have iPads. Every like every class has iPads, like multiple iPads for every class, and every kid knows how to use them. Whereas I feel like when we was going through school, yeah, we had the computers, and then things got better and better progressively. Um, like in in primary school, we had RCT once a week, mm-hmm. and we would go to a separate room. <laughs> Whereas then, obviously, in secondary school, you had a few computer rooms so that multiple classes yeah, could have just IT. Sheer scale yeah. in school, though. But, yeah, that is mad to think. And, yeah, no, um, Rhee's little sister's in sixth form now. So over the last few years, she's been in, like, year 9, 10, 11, etc. Um, and, yeah, some of the stuff she says, the same thing about having iPads and technology. And I guess they went through that whole pandemic period where they weren't going to school they were literally learning at home off an ipad or, or off a laptop which is unheard of can you imagine if the pandemic had happened before technology oh mate like fuck. it would just yeah. they wouldn't well, have shut down the country wouldn't have gone into a lockdown it would have just continued because you couldn't you actually couldn't still function the world back then on the technology they had but as technology gets better as well and more advanced it'll keep changing because that's the thing, like like we've just said, in our lifetime, it's come on leaps and bounds, like we've experienced the most change. Because naturally, as technology gets better, you improve things. And then because you've improved something, you can improve it again, and you can improve it again, and you can invest more in, in infrastructure and build things up more. Um, so stuff's going to change. But have you ever, on the same topic, have you ever like looked at, say, a TV show that predicts what the future's going to be like in 2020? And it, no, no, not quite <laughs> like that, but like they'll go 100 years into the future and yeah. and it, it's always like flying cars and shit like that. But that sort of thing hasn't, I guess we have hovercrafts, but yeah, well, it's not advanced to what people think. Like I read, I read something about, it was an article about how, what people had predicted. It was like a school class they predicted what the future would look like in 20 years and came back and looked at it and everyone said like flying cars this that and the other um, and we've not cracked that one yet no I, I think that was the, the flying car and that it's more of a fantasy yeah. it's like well, it could, it could yeah but then you say on that same same token it's people living in space it's very quickly becoming a reality like trying to like Elon Musk wants to colonise is it Mars or the moon Mars isn't it he shouldn't colonise things that's um, what the Queen got bad bad rap for <laughs> yeah, fucking social justice watch uh, last last week's episode yeah if um, you want to find out but yeah he will and he's like they're not they know how to do it they know how to terraform but it's just there isn't the capacity to do it at the moment to get to Mars and you've got to figure out to keep people alive long enough to get to Mars and be able to be able of doing it but Commercial space space flights is a thing now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, you go out to space and come back down. Um, it's like it's literally. Yeah, it'd be mad. I'd scare the shit out of me though, because it's not like going on a plane. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think it's um, I read somewhere once with SpaceX or was it um, was Virgin Galactica Richard Brand, Richard Brand, Richard. Richard Branson's brand is it Virgin Galaxy or Virgin? Yeah, um, Virgin yeah, it's like two hundred grand a ticket basically for like a fifteen-minute oh, space. Yeah, one of the companies has done it or does do it. Um, but yeah, like saying that predicting the future. Although flying cars, I do think that's a bit of like a it's a funny because pra- yeah, practically though, and practically it could happen. Yeah, because think of the the technology we have now. Are you telling me it's probably just no one wants to? Because what's the point? 
but it could be done we've got spaceships that can go to fucking space and shit they could make a flying car mm. we've got electric cars you know it probably could happen it's just what what is the point but you practically from that point of view it's when you're in the air you got like it, it will have to be automated wouldn't it because people just wouldn't fucking people yeah, barely not, drive on the roads wheelies these fucking dad's car you know <laughs> You couldn't, and you couldn't go into certain airspace and stuff. So yeah, there'd be no point. But that yeah. is what everyone looks, and it is. There'd be a lot of barrier, barriers to entry for it. But yeah, the way technology goes on, and it is just we're going. I actually saw a really interesting fact about that the other day. Actually, so the jump from, um, like civilizations using is it is it bronze or copper to steel, took longer than it did from steel to the nuclear bomb. So it just shows how much, like, since ten, like, since kind of like, these sort of technologies have been invented, how much faster things have gone. Yeah. It's like the over the course of history, yeah, the space from going from fucking beating each other, killing each other's swords to being able to drop a nuclear bomb was less than it was. They went from using two different types of metal. Yeah, it is crazy. It's you look at anything though, like trains. They started off with being like coal powered, and then obviously electric, etc. And like everything, now we spoke in a previous episode about driverless trains. As technology improves, everything else improves with it. Because if the technology doesn't improve, you can't then really improve things because you might not have the information or, or the necessarily necessary resources to be able to do it. Um, but once you're there and once the technology is good enough, everything just gets better and better and better quickly. And as it gets technology gets better, it will just be faster and faster and faster. Um, the changes and stuff so I do get why in that aspect what we just said like we've experienced the most change in our lifetime so what what got us onto the topic speaking about like our grandparents they went probably for 60 years with a few models of TV and a few models of mobile phones and a few models of computers and now in a space of 20 years there's like fucking hundreds of models constantly changing constantly changing so um, because you said about online banking and stuff and a lot of old people don't use online banking uh, like Ree's dad doesn't doesn't he only got it a couple of years though didn't he because he couldn't be trusted <laughs> I don't know what it was but he's a he's an oddball isn't he uh, yeah <laughs> maybe we'll do an episode dedicated get him on as a guest <laughs> he's literally in his mid 20s now done it didn't look thank you mate can I pay you in cash yeah every but... fucking day can I pay you in cash no and he used to get his mum to transfer me money when he owed me money because she had internet banking and he didn't. <laughs> maybe, yeah, that's, maybe that's just an individual basis that he can't be trusted with internet banking. Or yeah. fucking <laughs> the episode that he was buying loads of shit off the... Yeah. First Instagram now, no internet banking. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just got a picture of him like being told you're not allowed to have it. <laughs> Let his parents take his phone. Fucking, you better not be using those apps. They didn't let him bring his car to uni either at first. Oh, they thought he was going to crash it or something. Well, yeah. Ditches do exist. Ditches do exist. Oh, I had a couple of crashes at uni. Obviously, all not my fault, but... No, <laughs> typical. <laughs> Whose fault was it? The other driver, obviously. It's Fair the enough. fate when it's Jesus take the wheel. Right. Well, uh, I'm getting pretty hungry. So, yeah, um, we're going to order a fat Chinese. We are. Looking forward to it. So, yeah. That's it. Episode five. Episode five. Wrapped up. Cheers again. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, guys. If you stuck around for the rest of the episode. Oh yeah, like, comment, subscribe to YouTube. Watch us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Boom. We didn't say that in the last episode. Oh, we didn't. I'll tack it on. I'll just edit this bit onto it again. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time.